What is up? Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. It's always exciting to join you on a Victory Monday, especially when that victory came at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys. 49ers won last night 42 to 10. And so today we can celebrate, we can rest a little easier for at least uh for almost a week. And uh the next next up is the Cleveland Browns. 49ers are going to be traveling to Cleveland to play against the Browns. Still don't know who their quarterback is going to be. It might be Deshaun Watson. It might be somebody else. But uh, right now, all we know is that they're going to play the Browns. Whether or not the Browns are going to put up much of a fight, we'll see. But uh, they do have a good defense, so we'll have to see how that uh, how that goes. Uh, other news, um, Aaron Banks, left guard, is day-to-day with a shoulder injury like a I think it was described as a mild shoulder strain so this is really good news especially considering the fact that last night um, it looked like there might be it might be a, a longer term kind of thing but uh, so far it sounds good sounds like he's okay uh, so we're thankful for that. So I want to jump into this uh, this game and give you my thoughts on it. Uh, just kind of break this down. Uh, so I'm going to jump right in. Here's here's what I wrote down. These are my thoughts that I wrote down during during the game. So Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense picked right up uh, from where they left off last week, which is being dominant right out of the gate, right down the field. They scored a touchdown. And they did not let up. They didn't score every single drive, of course, but to put 42 points on the Cowboys is pretty impressive. And so a great showing by Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense. It's crazy how, how Brock Purdy just seems to get better and better. And uh, that's a lot of fun to see. You know, could be that the 49ers have finally found their franchise quarterback after all this time. Certainly is looking that way. He just seems different than Jimmy Garoppolo and definitely different than Trey Lance. And, and so I don't see a lot of weakness in his game. And so uh, fun, uh, fun times to, to be a 49er fan while you're watching Brock Purdy doing what he's doing. And that offense is just cooking right now. They're so good. Next thing I wrote down, Ambry Thomas has gone from making bad plays on defense to making bad plays on special teams. Of course he had a, a bad play on special teams, which nullified a uh, a good play, and so that kind of that kind of stunk. But uh, Ambry Thomas, <laughs> I I also wrote down uh, noted that um, seeing him on the field when you're up by 32 isn't near as scary <laughs> as it normally is. So uh, I just poor poor Ambry Thomas. I keep picking on him. Next thing I wrote down, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw should be illegal. They're so physical. These guys are so physical, so good. J.J. Watt tweeted last night, uh, with so much offensive power, getting plenty of well-deserved attention and defensive player of the year in Bosa, it's hard to highlight everyone, but is there a better inside linebacker duo in the NFL than Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw for the 49ers? The answer is no. Right now, there's not any any linebacker combo better than Warner and Greenlaw. They just set the tone. And Greenlaw, he just plays angry. And and uh, I think I, I think maybe I had some notes, some other notes on him. But uh, 
but man, he just, he punishes people when he arrives. And Fred Warner, like he tried to win the defensive player of the year uh, award last night in that game alone. He was everywhere. He had an interception, a forced fumble, a sack, eight tackles. And there was that one deep ball that he was running with Brandon Cooks. Now he had been beaten. And so if Dak Prescott doesn't throw a terrible ball, then uh, that's probably a big gain. Uh, I'm not really sure why Fred Warner's running with a guy like uh, Brandon Cooks, but it worked out. So who am I to complain? But Fred Warner is just, he's, he's so elite. I mean, I remember when he was a rookie and everybody was talking about how he's smart and he's just ahead of the game as a young player. And now he's not just only smart, man, but he just, he hurts people. And, and with him and Greenlaw, the way that they're playing, uh, it's, it's just hard to, to beat these guys. Uh, the next thing I wrote down was the defense started out strong. And when they play like they're capable of playing, there's not much that any team can do to beat them. They, uh, you know, there, there was a little bit of concern just leading up to this game at how some other teams like the Cardinals and the Rams and to a much lesser degree, the Giants had moved the ball a lot on the 49ers and had even scored uh, some points. And mainly it was because they were getting rid of the ball so fast. And so I really thought that Dallas was going to do the same thing, but the 49ers defense showed up uh, in this game. It was, it was like the old time 49er defense uh, that we saw last year and in 2019, man, they just, they, they got after it. And if this defense is going to play like that, and if the offense continues to be the way that they're going to be, nobody's going to beat this team. They're only going to lose if they beat themselves. And so right now they're just playing that good. Uh, next thing I wrote down was Jordan Mason, Jordan Mason's punishing style is back. He looked like he was playing against high school kids. I mean, that burst and uh, that anger that he was running with, Elijah Mitchell better not stay out too long because the way that Mason was running the ball was really impressive. He looked good. In fact, he looked better running the ball than McCaffrey did, but part of that was the defense was really focused on McCaffrey. And, um, but Mason just brings something different. He's a, he's a closer type, you know, the, the kind that they've been chasing McCaffrey all game. And then you bring in Mason to just punish people, uh, love that combination. So he had a great game. Speaking of McCaffrey, you saw the fumble. I, I couldn't believe that he fumbled. We're not used to seeing him make mistakes, but it was kind of a fluky thing, kind of a bad luck, you know, where he was like on top of a Dallas defender when the ball came out. So he wasn't officially down, but it's not like he, you know, like, like a normal fumble when you just put the ball on the ground, it was kind of a bad luck situation, but, uh, that was, uh, that, that kind of stunk, but I'm, um, cause they're right down there. I mean, they put up 42 points. If McCaffrey doesn't turn that ball over the, they've, they've scored 49 probably. Uh, that's just how dominant they were that they played that well, uh, that you know, that McCaffrey turned the ball over um, inside the five-yard line, and they still put up 42 points. But spoiler alert, McCaffrey would go on to make up for it. He still had a good game, scored another touchdown. Uh, so, I mean, he's just he just continues to uh, amaze. Let's see. The next thing I wrote down was Kyle Shanahan went deep into his bag of trip tricks for that second touchdown. 
this offense is fun to watch. You know, that flea flicker that they ran was, uh, and, and in doing so, they really used Dallas's pursuit against them. But uh, that was a lot of fun to see uh, that Kyle Shanahan throw, uh, threw that in there. And like, how different does he call the game with Brock Purdy than he did with Jimmy Garoppolo? He just, he, you could tell he didn't t- truly trust Garoppolo, and you could tell that he really trusts uh, uh, Brock Purdy a lot. Uh, let's see. You know, another thing is that last night they kept showing all of these videos and images from uh, the the catch game, the uh, 1981 NFC Championship game. That never gets old, does it? I mean, that's those are so fun to watch, you know, when the 49ers first won an NFC Championship game to get to their first Super Bowl and to see the fans so excited. Uh, those were just really uh, fun, fun things to watch, uh, seeing everybody get excited. George Kittle had been an afterthought this season, but he made his presence felt on Sunday night. Great game. Three catches, three touchdowns for George Kittle. Uh, he was he was great. And, uh, and Brock Purdy hit him in stride each time. So just great job by the 49ers passing game. Here's the next thing I wrote down. Isaiah Oliver against fast receivers is terrifying. We talked about this some last week that uh, Isaiah Oliver is a good matchup against bigger physical receivers, but when he gets matched up on those smaller guys, it's it's not good for the 49ers. And so I even went as far as to say that if if the Cowboys put Des Bryant in the slot, then I'd rather see that than if Brandon Cooks is in the slot, uh, not Des Bryant, um, C.D. Lamb. Um, even though C.D. Lamb is a better receiver than Brandon Cooks, I just felt like Isaiah Oliver is a better matchup for for Lamb than he is for Cooks. And so, and we saw that on that uh, on the long touchdown. It wasn't two Cooks, but it was uh, to another qu- really quick receiver, and Oliver just couldn't keep up. And so, um, yeah, I, I just they they survived it. And I don't want to just pick on him because he had some some really good plays outside of that touchdown that he gave up, had some big hits and and uh, played really well. Uh, but yeah, I don't like I don't like when he's on those those really quick fast receivers. Feels like Brandon Ayuk is always open, doesn't it? I mean, he's just so smooth. He runs great routes, and uh, it's always fun to see what uh, what Ayuk does. Uh, I talked about Aaron Banks already. That's one of the things that I wrote down was that I hope that he doesn't miss much time because he's just too valuable. Um, but on a positive note, John Feliciano um, stepped in for Banks and, and played pretty well. Uh, but Banks is really good. And so we don't want him to miss any time. I said earlier that he's day-to-day with a, a mild uh, arm issue. Um, so... That's not uh, that. That's not near as bad as what uh, what what they feared last night. So uh, there was this one play where Purdy hit Ayuk for like a forty yard gain, 40, 40 something. I, I don't remember. And a huge play, great play, and then it got called back because Spencer Burford was called for holding. 
And I just was, you know, like I'm preparing to write, you know, something negative about Burford. And then the very next play, Purdy hits Debo Samuel for a big gain. And just like that, Debo bailed out Burford. And so I don't know if he goes to him and says, hey, thanks for picking me up or or if he says anything to him at all. But great job by Debo Samuel and Brock Purdy uh, for bailing uh, Spencer Burford out to Sean Gibson, another interception for him. And I wrote down last night, Deshaun Gibson's playing at a really high level, especially for a guy in his seventies. <laughs> I didn't realize he's not in his seventies. He's like 30, 31, something like that. Uh, so that's, that's not, uh, that's not too old. Maybe he's a little bit older than that. I, I don't remember. Um, but he's not a, he's not a young, a young guy anymore, but he's still playing at a high level. I mean, he was kind of cast off, but uh, the 49ers brought him in brought him in last year when there was the injury to Jimmy Ward, and he played so well that the 49ers moved Ward to nickel because they didn't want to get um, uh, they they didn't want to take the chance of not having Gibson on the field. So uh, so that was he, he's been a great pickup and just continues to play really well. Now, I was told last week by multiple people that the Dallas defense was number one in the NFL, that they're the best defense in the NFL. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but either way, Brock Purdy dissected them. He picked them apart. And so if they are the best defense in the league, then Brock Purdy just picked apart the best. If I, I still think the 49ers defense is probably the best, but... Uh, but they're really close. I mean, Micah Parsons was, was, wasn't quite himself. I think he was dealing with some kind of injury or something. Uh, I think that's what I heard, but uh, he, uh, they, they played him really well and uh, they, they shut him down. Uh, Diamador Lenore and Charvarius Ward were both really good in this game. Lenore had that big, uh, big play where he hit the ball that, uh, that Warner picked off. And so, um, Lenore, to me, I thought that Lenore was really good. I thought that Ward was really good, but I, I especially thought that Lenore was was really impressive last night. Next thing I wrote down was that the 49ers offense beat up the Cowboys defense, and the 49ers defense beat up the Cowboys offense. The 49ers are bullies, man. They just, they bully everybody, and um, it and it felt like the Cowboys quit. It just, uh, they reached a point where it just was like they weren't even trying anymore. ESPN tweeted out that the 49ers had more first downs in the first quarter, eight, than the Cowboys had plays or yards yesterday. So uh, great, uh, great showing by the, the 49ers defense and offense. Next thing I wrote was that I was wrong about Oren Burks being just a special teamer. I predicted coming into the season that uh, that Oren Burks would just be the special teams guy, that he wasn't going to be the uh, the guy. I actually thought that Marcelino McCurry Ball would win that that uh, third linebacker position, but man, Burks is uh, he's he's a legit linebacker, and he had an interception last night. He's playing really well, made a couple of big plays, uh, so uh, I'm. Happy to be happy to be wrong there. Next thing I wrote down was that I guess Trey Lance didn't give his coaches the right intel. You know that was the big story last week that 
that the the Cowboys coaching staff had brought Trey Lance in and they were picking his brain, trying to get all this information about the 49ers. And that stuff just doesn't usually come about to be anything worth even talking about. Richard Sherman tweeted last night, the next time you hear about a player giving tips about his former team, please remember this game. Maybe they would have been better off just watching the tape. So yeah, it's it's not, uh, the tape is going to tell them more than any kind of tips. I mean, maybe there are some little things here and there, but they're probably not, uh, maybe maybe not even worth wasting their time to, to find out that information. And certainly didn't help the Cowboys any last night. Ronnie Bell is a special team star, man. He just continues. What a great player he is at that gunner position. Keeps making plays over and over again. Down down on the ball, inside the 10, inside the 5. Just keeps making some big plays. And uh, Mitch Wisnowski, he he was really good. He, he, he had some great punts, uh, especially you know, putting those down, uh, toward the goal line. And so that combination of Ronnie Bell and Mitch Wisnowski, they were really good last night. So, you know, I, I really thought that Bell would be a, a good receiver, but I didn't know that he was going to be as good on special teams as he's been, but, uh, really like what I've seen from him so far. Um, last thing I wrote down was the two best things about the 49ers beating the Cowboys, improving to five and one, and number two, see and skip Bayless cry. That's always fun. Last night, Skip Bayless, there was this one tweet that he sent out where he's burning his or he's throwing away his Dak Prescott jersey. And then later he tweeted out, truth is, I'm feeling like I'm gonna vomit. So uh it's always fun to see Skip Bayless have uh have a bad night uh, when the Cowboys lose. So that's all that I have um, for you today. Just wanted to kind of run through some of my thoughts. Again, Aaron Banks just has a mild shoulder strain. He's day to day, and um, so we're 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 glad for that because we don't want him to miss any time. But uh, but thanks so much. Please make sure that you like and subscribe and uh, follow the 49ers Camelot Show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, keep continue following us. I'll be back later this week uh, with either a guest or with uh, with some thoughts on the on the Browns game. Make sure you go check out the PSF app. I'm going to be there on Wednesday night with Anthony Robertson of 49ers Cutback. We do a show every Wednesday at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific time. So go download that and come check us out in the 49ers uh, chat. It's a lot of fun. We're we're having we're having a good time in there talking 49ers. But uh, that's all that I have for day, for today. I'll see you later this week.